Good evening, Crypt Keepers, and welcome to the After Party. Tonight, we discuss Graham Frederick Young, a case of deadly childhood obsession. Tell us about this weird kid. All right. From an early age, his fascination with poisons was evident as he delved into their workings and the effects they had on the human body. It was in 1962, at the tender age of 14, that Young found himself in custody for a chilling act. He had poisoned his family members by introducing thallium and antimony into their meals and beverages, resulting in the tragic death of his stepmother. Shortly after being incarcerated, an unsettling incident occurred within the prison walls. A fellow inmate met his demise due to cyanide poisoning. Young's extensive knowledge of poisons extended to the point where he could extract cyanide from laurel leaves found in the vicinity of the prison. In 1971, authorities deemed him rehabilitated, leading to his release from Broadmoor. However, as he re-entered society and secured a position in a factory where his primary duty was preparing tea for the workers, his sinister proclivities resurfaced. Perfect. Let's uh, let's take this poisoner and put him in charge of the food. <laughs> yeah. He began a disturbing spree of poisoning his co-workers, targeting both competitors and those who provoked his ire. The victims of his nefarious actions would exhibit symptoms such as vomiting, severe stomach pains, nausea, and debilitating diarrhea. Oh. Initially, the mysterious illness that befell the factory was misdiagnosed as a virus and earned the moniker Bobbingdon Bug. But we will give you more details about this after a quick break. Welcome back, Crypt Keepers. To confound medical professionals, Young altered the type of poison he used for each victim. First, he poisoned his immediate superior, and when the superior succumbed to the poison, he turned his attention to the assistant. Following the assistant's demise, Young was promoted to occupy the vacated position. Young's profound knowledge of poisons eventually raised alarms. The factory's medical officer alerted the manager, who promptly contacted the popo. A chilling discovery was made at Young's bedside. An array of poisons, including thallium, antimony, atropine, aconitine, and digitalis, along with a macabre journal meticulously detailing each victim and the precise dosage of poison administered. wonder what this diary would fetch at an auction. It would be... Oh, curious man. to know that. Yeah, I bet it would go too. People collect weird stuff, man. Yeah, like the uh, John Wayne Gacy paintings and stuff yeah. like that. They're they're into weird stuff. I mean, we're into weird stuff, but not like murderbilia. I think is what they call it. <laughs> yeah. So. In 1972, Young faced the consequences of his heinous actions. He was convicted on two counts of murder and two counts of attempted murder, earning him a life sentence behind bars. He would meet his end in prison in 1990, officially attributed to a myocardial infarction. However, there persists strong suspicion that he may have taken his own life through a self-administered poison, a haunting reflection of the darkness that consumed him throughout his life. Ryan, what do you think of this poisoner is that a 
poisoner? Yeah, I think that's a word. Serial poisoner? Yeah, it's super scary. Because you hear stories like that all the time, or at least I've read them a lot. You know, stuff in the news or these crime documentaries that Kim watches where, you know, there's uh, a mysterious illness. Mm-hmm. And it's it's found to be that some member of the family is adding something to the coffee mm-hmm. or the tea or the whatever. And it kills that person over time. So it looks like it's some mysterious illness that the doctors can't quite nail down. Yeah. It's... Yeah, or or even people being poisoned unintentionally by just mm-hmm. something in the environment. I mean, we've got Coldwater Creek and stuff like that here in St. Louis where they're, you know, maybe it's radioactive, maybe it's not. Yeah. The authorities can't quite seem to make up their minds. We'll find out in, you know, a hundred years when everybody who was poisoned by it's dead and can't collect money anymore. Yeah. You, you know, this kid was obviously very bright and it's always a shame when somebody uses their powers for evil instead of for good and i mean gosh just like oh yeah he just made poison out of one of the trees that you know grew you know where he could get some leaves from it's like damn really that's that's pretty amazing to me that he's just like hmm fucking poison macgyver right like well you give me a peppermint lifesaver, a tube of chapstick, and some cereal, and I can kill ten people. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I think the statistic is that men and women attempt suicide at a fairly equal rate. Mm-hmm. But men succeed more often. Because men use more... Men use more obvious... Like, obvious, uh, violent ways of doing it. A man is more likely to shoot himself or something like that than mm-hmm. than a woman is. Uh, apparently, statistically, women will try to poison themselves or whatever, you know, overdose on some kind of pills, something like that. Yeah. So I wonder if there's a, some kind of psychological thing for me, like, that's genetic hmm. that makes poisoning, like, extra scary because you just don't know that it's happening. It's not an obvious thing. Like I'd rather be confronted by something I know is happening than not understand. Yeah. So the idea of a poisoner who, like you said, can, you know, take a, like some flour, some glue Mm -hmm. and like a crumbled up newspaper and somehow create a poison out of it. Yeah. That's super scary. And, and especially that it almost, I mean, it doesn't seem random. Right. It, it kind of would look random at first blush, but then he has his journal saying like who he's poisoning and there are clear incentives as to why he's doing it. Yeah. But it's like the whole Tylenol thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, poison Tylenol bottles. Yeah. Or was it aspirin? It was Tylenol, right? I think it was Tylenol, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the idea that you just can't trust anything. Yeah. I mean, you can't bring home-baked stuff to your kid's school. Right. Or you're not supposed to. Most of them don't allow it because who knows what's in it. Or yeah. the whole thing of, like, Halloween candy is poisoned and things like that. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's they're really scary stories, even though some of them turn out not to be true. Like, I think Snopes found that there's 
no evidence that anybody ever poisoned Halloween candy that was distributed to like random children. The only time it was used in a murder was to murder somebody in the family by somebody in the family. Yeah, I, I don't trust Snopes worth anything, but yeah. yeah. I, I do think that it's probably exceedingly rare that yeah. you would want to murder random children from a distance. And that's the thing. They it, it The poisoners, they don't want to get their hands dirty. Maybe they're, you know, meek. You know, obviously, um, you know, if it's a 100-pound woman married to a 250-pound man, she's not going to try and beat him to death with her hands. So, yeah, you know, it's also take the poison route. Yeah, it's also a shame that, I mean, it almost seems like it was just like a hobby. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that he chose to use it for that purpose instead of something more constructive, like being a chemist for a pharmaceutical company or... <laughs> yeah, you could kill way more people being a pharmacist for his pharmaceutical company. <laughs> but I mean, if he's smart enough to, like, in prison, be able to make poisons out of, like, plants that he's finding on the grounds. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine what he could have done in a laboratory to come up with or whatever. Yeah. It's always weird to me, too, that people, uh, it, it, they can't help themselves with keeping mementos or keeping a journal. I mean, you know, obviously this was a super smart kid. Is he not thinking that eventually they're going to find this journal? I, I mean, or maybe he didn't care. Maybe his plan was to, you know, go out, wreak havoc for a few years and then die. So yeah. it's just so hard to tell with people, but yeah, poisoning is, it's scary. What was that? <laughs> that was my stomach. It's, I was just about to be like, could you hear that? <laughs> it's, it's scary that all these common things are poisonous. You know what I mean? Like I saw a thing on TV where a guy tried to rob a gas station with a rattlesnake. He was like holding a rattlesnake and like kind of swinging it at the cashier. And it's just, these poisons are everywhere and, and they're in our food and they're in our medicine and they're in our water and they're in the air. So you're not going to be able to get away from it. So just live your life, do the right thing, try and help people be nice. Mm -hmm. Don't fall for the bullshit question everything and like subscribe share let us know what you think at cryptiquepodcast at gmail.com don't forget to check out the merchandise which can be found at cryptiquepodcaststore.com also in the show notes what does ryan always hate it when we say don't sleep cryptique good evening crypt keepers 